What's up guys and welcome to yet another episode of the Viral Wellness. Now, it's been a while since I've, I've been in studio and we always love providing um, quality information to you guys. And today is actually a very interesting episode and it's on the Industrial Revolution. And you, know, you would think, who's going to be involved in this? I've got the two most perfect people <laughs> to be involved in this in this in this podcast uh, today um first of all you got steve pinto who is the ceo of new reality and control robotics and his partner in crime uh nikhil rancho who is actually the uh, cto of control robotics so yeah uh um nikhil actually uh graduated uh with honors uh honors yeah that's the level of the well that is the level right yeah. so there you go uh <laughs> in, in mechanical um, engineering, engineering yeah. at yeah. at vits and now he's working in in tech with with good old steve mm. who you might or you who you, you would have seen in in previous episodes mm. um so guys let's let's just get into it So the first question is actually what is an industrial revolution? Okay, so an industrial revolution is probably when there's like a catalyst of factors that cause a massive amount of of like innovation to happen, right? Um and innovation usually is perceived as like oh you were able to make an app do this, but the truest form of innovation is like something that's 10 times better than what it was before, right? Yes. Like you've made such a huge leap and a bound that the world is fundamentally changed. Exactly. So the first industrial revolution is because we kind of harness steam and we're able to make trains. And before that, like people were riding horses to get everywhere and on boats to get everywhere. So, you know, if you wanted to go from um, from Europe to the US, I mean, that's 2-3 months journey of your life, yeah. right? Wait, so your question is what is an industrial revolution? Yeah, what is an industrial revolution? so, so okay. to give you some so, more context as well. Yeah. As Steve just mentioned, uh just uh briefly not not so long ago mm-hmm. the first industrial revolution used water and steam to mechanize yeah. pro, uh, production I, i have a higher level answer for you like like much higher level okay right. i think an industrial revolution happens when uh there's there's new uh, discoveries in technology and 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 people discover new ways of doing things right right so the first industrial revolution was uh, you mentioned steam, steam. yeah yes. so steam was a store of energy you could use that energy to to put it into manufacturing facilities small ones to now start manufacturing cloths and making cloths quicker and and that was the first one and the second one they might have been uh, probably it was the electric the, se- the second one was so electric, electric was power the second one. yeah then electric, electric power, power was that technology technological leap mm. that allowed for the innovation to to develop because of that that advancement in technology and the one we at right now is basically because computing power has developed so far you know with the exponential curve and and I think it's Moore's law right yeah um, that that's made that that's made computers like almost super powerful so incredibly powerful we and, can and use that compute power that's yeah. available to us now and innovate and build new which is new right technology. so in the first phase of, like in the first industrial revolution because it would took you forever to get from one point to the other as soon as you can make the steam engine you can do a lot of things because of the steam engine you can use yes. it for propulsion so you can make trains you could use it as a kind of cotton system you could use it to pump water you could use it for anything like mm-hmm. the engine that we use in a generator you know first started like a steam engine right and then pretty much when when electricity was just accessible 
because you know they had found ways to harness it and generate it just like with steam turn steam generation into electric electricity and deliver it to people mm. you could build factories and then factories allowed you to build things at scale right and at a high volume and it made things cheap because you know the the first industrial revolution happened like in the late part of the 19th century like in 18 I think in 1860. And then as more industrial revolutions happened, there's more things that are accessible to people and our lives just got exponentially better. You know, we talk about industrial revolution happening a long time ago, but it's not. It's like three or four people ago. You know, like your yeah, exactly. great-great-grandfather yeah. lived in the industrial revolution. Yeah. So it's a huge amount of progress that's happened in such a condensed amount of time that if you think about it, your great-great-grandfather lived in a hut and had to take a horse to get everywhere and so did mine and so did his yeah the whole world lived all like that us. all of us lived like that and 150 years later 170 years later um we all have cars and we can go to the moon exactly do you know what i mean and like, so it's, it's very related to um the economy right it has, because, it has a direct link to it and now yeah uh, you would have a look at first first there was capitalism and in this age they call it neo-capitalism right. basically neo-capitalism is impressing the customer first yeah. Yeah. instead of just having mass product and providing what right. people actually need because the world is saturated right yes. like if you want to buy a t-shirt there's enough people who sell you a t-shirt right if you want to But buy a t-shirt do you want? the user yeah. experience behind the t-shirt and the brand and the yeah. feeling and the whole the yeah. journey that the user goes on right like, exactly but that all, all that all that accessibility and production and the ability to make any kind of product for any customer and their needs and you know design whatever you wanted is because technology became you know so usable mm. like you could technology evolved at such a rapid rate that we could do in almost anything Exactly. Right, and now we're on that Because pinnacle. Just, yeah. Now you know the next the next phase of the industrial revolutions, the fourth one, is what we're already kind of in the middle of, uh, but people just don't realize it because yeah, you you only realize it later because history tells you what happened in the past, right? Yeah. So your your kids, our kids, are only going to really understand what this revolution was. Also, most people don't ever it. see a factory. They don't. Most people have never seen where just even this mug or, or care where how it's anything made. comes from. Yeah, yeah, no one cares how it's made. Either. I, I mean, mean, there's 3D printing. Yeah. Now, I mean, so the, the first, the first, the first industrial revolution used steam. Second yeah. one used electric power. Yeah. The third one, it says, it's basically uh, you computer use power. electronics and yeah. information technology to automate production. Yeah. And now yeah. this is this is a. They say the fourth one is a continuation of the third. In a so, way, yes. Because it is characterized by a fusion of technologies that is blurring yeah. the lines between the physical, digital, and biological spheres. Fusion of technologies. Yeah. And that's exactly what you guys are doing. You guys right. are living this. You right. guys are probably the future. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> you guys could be the future of the way we live. Can I get that as my ringtone? <laughs> yeah. We have a recording of this, yeah, right? Yeah, these, yeah. These, these people here to my right and side, I've seen them work. I have heard them talk their ideas they could be if you have a look at elon musk yeah the, the, he's just causing a huge disturbance yeah in our lives yeah the, the things that he wants to do yeah are just mind-boggling yeah same as these guys here yeah i can tell you that for free you know what he does very well elon is that he paints the picture of the future mm. very well and he makes you believe that he can give it to you 
right? So we talk about you know the the byproduct of the fourth industrial revolution, right? The th- the second industrial revolution brought about the car. The Model T was made by Henry Ford in the first kind of assembly line, and it was a big catalyst of that innovation period, right? But that brought about the car. You know, a hundred years ago, we drove on a car that had like five horsepower, right? And now we can buy like a thousand seven hundred horsepower car, and you've got hundreds and uh, hundreds of brands and millions of cars around the world. That's what innovation does. So Elon says to you, you know, in 20 years, you're going to want to go have a holiday on the moon, and I'm going to take you there. And you're I'm like, cool. Do that. And I'm, we're going behind it. Because I'm going to get on a rocket. Yes. Start, I want to go to space. Babe, start the rocket yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah. Babe, warm up the engine. We're going. We're going. Um, but that's what we want, right? We all, we all want to see the future. We've become in love with technology, right, as humanity. And he paints a picture for us. And it's the people who deeply understand where the industrial revolution is going to go that are predicting the future in a way and making bets on it. And some yeah. of them fail and some of them succeed. Yeah. And what Elon does very well is that he makes you believe that he's going to succeed, and he usually does. Hmm. And that's the product of science, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, would you call would you call yourself a scientist? No. Well, I have a BSc, so well, yeah, you, you do. I don't. I, I don't. I'm not a scientist because I'm an engineer, so there's a difference. But we understand the, the physics of. So you're a physician. Most things. A physicist. No. No. A physicist. No. No, I'm not a physicist. I'm no. an engineer. An engineer is is a person that has to understand all the physics uh, that's been published, yeah. not necessarily looking into new theories, but looking at the existing theories. And apply. And apply them and, and create new yeah. um, machines and, and basically pre- produce new things out of that physics. Yeah. yeah, so branches of science like you know physics, uh, chemistry, material science, these are what scientists do. They, they, they do the research and mm. their conclusive research is what engineers apply to make products for the world. But also where we learn to build is we work hand in hand with physicists. So physicists will say, uh, I need to have this this type of um, this atom or this specific like quark or something stable at this t- temperature mm. in this setting here. And then they don't know how to build that. So they'll come over to an engineer and be like, how do I keep this thing working? Mm. Can you build me this apparatus? Yeah. And we'll design it and work with physicists. And I think people mm. actually take for granted all the technology that is around them. I don't yeah. think they really understand how much energy and time it takes to actually develop exactly you know, those type of technologies. Like, you know, you yeah. think about the, the, like, let's look at the population of the world in the last hundred years, right? We've made like a huge amount more people in the last hundred years than we did in the last 2000. And the problem, <laughs> yeah, it's the truth, right? There's more people, more, there's more people Stats alive from now. Steve than more than half the people that have lived on the earth. It's, that's the numbers. Yeah. There are more people alive today yeah. than, than more than half of people that have ever yeah. lived on this earth. Yeah. So there's a huge amount of people, and you must think about it, like for a huge amount of people to be employed and generate things in the economy, you must have all types of industries that rely on people to produce and customers to buy, right? It's supply and demand. So these industrial revolutions have just built more and more and more industries. You know, like a hundred years ago, uh, I believe like 90% of Americans, no, 100, 120 years ago, 100% of, uh, uh, it's about a, 90% of Americans worked in agriculture in some way or shape or form. 90%. Yeah, mm. because they were immigrants that had arrived and they're all working in farms, a majority of, uh, in middle America. Mm. Today, less than 3% of Americans work in, in agriculture. Mm. But there's a 
astronomical amount more Americans now than there were 100 years ago. And there's not just only a handful of kinds of jobs. There's hundreds of kinds of jobs. 100 years ago, there was no SEO like optimizer. There was no digital <laughs> marketing lead. There was like even engineering was like inexistent in a way. Like it was very few that had the yeah. opportunities to do so. So the world has made huge, huge, huge leaps because, you know, industry is thriving. Capital is flowing. Innovation is happening. And we constantly keep moving forward and we're just doing it faster and faster and faster. And with innovation, there will always come liquidity, capital. Exactly, right. As well as, you know, the more we produce and consume the, and the more money is flowing, the more things change. Okay, so that's kind of like a brief introduction into this because mm. we could talk about this for hours days, on end. Days. Yeah. But I want the viewers to actually understand or mm -hmm. the listeners to understand exactly what the fourth industrial revolution is like what mm. are we living in what is it it's ai it's mm. it's electrical cars it's um machines that could possibly take people's jobs. jobs we'll get to that which is we'll kind of that. happening already we'll get to that as well um, yeah. it's it's just a lot of artificial intelligence it's virtual reality right what is it okay so Nick, why don't you why don't you say what your perspective is? Because we've had many conversations about this, and I believe that you have a very elegant definition, and right. I'm going to add on it. Okay, so we said we said that it's powered by uh, you know uh, technology that uh, becomes so ubiquitous and available that you can leverage it to build new products and innovate off that technology, and that just happens to be compute power. So with compute power comes artificial intelligence. So we can take data of just sensors and whatever's happening in the world and video and pass that through algorithms like neural networks and, and train models, just models of numbers, literally matrices of numbers to act like something that it was trained to, to look like. So if you tell a certain object that's a box, you can train a, an algorithm to say that's a box. Hmm. Now that that's AI, that's what people think AI is. But it, it's much deeper than that. That's just what we can see and what's relatable, right? So it's not just punching codes? No, no, no. 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 So that's one part, right? Now, we've already experienced three industrial revolutions where uh, we've man we're manufacturing pretty quickly. Everything's being automated and, mm. and we're going pretty quickly. But now, you can you can manufacture better and try and reduce the amount of wastage and manufacture faster mm. using these new algorithms and compute power. So where islands of automation were happening before, uh, you can bring in AI uh, and you can bring in new algorithms to come in and, and make all these little islands of, of, of automation work together mm. and you can extract more value out of your your plant and, and manufacturing yeah so think about it right if you have if you have factories that run 10 times better than they did yesterday everything gets cheaper more accessible and more people can get involved those factories grow because there's a higher demand for the product and they hire more people and you and grow they get cheaper to make also so you can right. sell them right exactly like think about it 10 years ago a smartphone cost a lot of money now you can get a smartphone for like 2,000 rand or like 100, $150 even. Mm. This is where the economies of scale have gotten to. It's more efficient. Becomes exactly. More efficient. exactly. Exactly. So the world is getting to this threshold of efficiency, right? And that's what the revolution is about. The revolution is this radical shift and change into how we've done things. Because for the last, say, 20 or 30 years, we've realized pretty much the maximum of technology in isolation. And the fourth industrial revolution and what AI is doing is that it's amalgamating 
all kinds of technologies together to make new types of technologies and increase that productivity and efficiency at an exponential rate. So like my factory before was dumb. The machines just produced and I didn't know how much I was producing or how much I was using or I was having crazy amounts of stock losses. And mm. now very I'm stressful also. very, very yeah. stressful and I'm not necessarily producing well enough, right? And I'm not making enough profits and I'm not hiring enough people and I'm not, I'm not building my business. Now I put sensors everywhere and I track everything. I have a machine who takes all that information from all these different places and gives me an outcome and says, do this, 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 and this, and your factory will be 12% more efficient. You now have I control of making that huge leap. And the same thing evolves into everything, right? Like everything we touch in our technology, the, it will get better when AI is connecting the dots. Yes. And then all the subsetted technologies that we can talk about that live within that fourth industrial space, like you know, virtual and augmented reality, we're talking about machine learning as a subset of AI. We're talking all the kinds of stuff that lives in the peripheral is all underpinned by AI because you need to be able to do human work at an exponential rate, yes. right? Like humans can make this associations between images, they can look at numbers and, and computate a fact, they can look at information and they can relate to what the relationships are and predict an outcome. But humans are inherently slow and much slower than a machine can be. So machines, exactly, right? So you, machines have caught up well, and so now they're passing us. Those jobs. Yeah, because they're bad jobs. They're terrible jobs. True. It's a horrible thing to do for work. Yeah. You probably demotivated most of the time if you're just like screwing a bottle cap onto a bottle, like some some mundane. Even think about true. data capture, right? That's data capture. True. Your doctor's rooms, right? You go to a doctor's room, everything's written on ink and paper. Somebody has to sit there and capture that information on a central system or scan all those papers and put them on a folder because there must be digital copies of it. So now a person is wasting their day doing the stupidest, trivialest task that's making their job slower, making the whole business run slower and making more levels of inaccuracy. You enable technology and artificial intelligence to get involved there. Now you're getting high accuracy, high volume, um, a more efficient system. And now this person has more free time to go function on growing or operating better in the business, right? Like we always want more time. All of us want people, more time. You know, going and doing more people things instead of just manning a production line. Yeah. All right. So since you guys are talking about efficiency, mm -hmm. like we, I've got so many questions to ask you okay. just from what you said there, but I'm not going to do that. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to make... We're going to make a follow-up episode mm -hmm. and get uh, into a bit more depth. But we'll let you know when we're going to do that. Cool. But since we're talking about efficiency, right. now I want you guys to describe mm -hmm. a fifth industrial revolution. Oh. What do you think that would be and how far away is it? Just as to, just, I, to, just to close this episode off. Disclaimer, the fifth industrial revolution is, is bullshit for everyone's opinion. Like no one's really gotten down a proper idea of it. So everyone's making assumptions. I think but let's we can assume make it. it's fun, right? Yeah, like I mean, I want, I want to know. What don't, don't take my prediction think? right now and say, "Oh, the fifth industrial revolution wasn't like that, Steve." You lied to me. It's like I'm making a prediction. I don't. This is, I don't this is fake news. No. It's not. No, not even close. <laughs> I think I'll be close. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. So you go first. Nanotech. You think? It depends on on. You see, physics is your is your, your, limitation. your limitation, but space fixes a lot of physics challenges. No, molecules are the size of molecules regardless. But gravity is in effect. And that's a big challenge with even... But these are, these are intramolecular forces that you're dealing with. So gravity has less of an effect intramolecularly because... That's sure. The conversation. But now think about it. Like we still haven't even explored enough of... of okay, wait, but what are you saying? <laughs> nanotech is going to be I'm assuming that would make sense because... 
nanotech would change biology. I think the next revolution right. is biology. I'm with you there. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking brain machine interface. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So brain machine interface is like you know, I hate texting. I hate using my phone. I hate talking to people via text. It's su- it takes so long. It's such a waste of time. It's friction. I hate googling stuff mm. and reading. That mm. sucks. Uh, what if you could just have an implant in your mind? Yeah. That you could uh, use to text machine, someone. Yeah. You could use to. Uh, have information on the fly you, you could connect it things you can call yeah. someone imagine How you lose you even begin well that's what musk is doing that. now with uh with, with neural yeah so you but know your, your brain's just electricity right right so you're just firing off electricity yeah. in different parts of the brain you just don't know where to fire the electricity yeah, off because there's just so much so it's just so much map it properly yeah well, and professors are actually working on that yeah. I, i sat in a lecture where a guy was like We're looking for people to help us with this stuff. Yeah, it's like the genome project. Engineers. You need to do the same approach. Yeah, and it's crazy because they're actually looking towards engineers yeah. to help with that biological problem. Because it's an AI problem. Mm. It's AI. It's a data it's, problem. It's AI and sensors. That's what yeah, it is. And this is almost reminds me of the movie Lucy. Oh yeah. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> CPH4. I don't know what that is because I've been studying. Yeah. <laughs> Nick only. <laughs> Nick only knows four lines. <laughs> He only knows four lines. Uh, There's a reference if anybody knows it. Um, okay, so. All right, so the predictions for the fifth industrial revolution are kind of like this, right? I think that we're going to solve AI in the next 50 years. We're going to get general intelligence, right? Which pretty much means, I think so, 50 years. I think that's a fair, 50 from years that, or less. From that gesture, he thinks less. No, I don't even know if it's possible. Oh, yeah. I think it's definitely possible. I don't know if it's possible. Okay, this is. You yeah. see how interesting this is. We yeah. have to do a sequel. Yeah. So think. So think about. Okay, so general intelligence is basically the ai you see in movies right it's a completely aware machine that doesn't need to be taught anything it learns itself right that's general intelligence like we technically have general intelligence um a big part about ai you must remember is that like a lot of people talk about my job is going to be taken from ai and you know the machine is going to take my job but most of the people who think that a robot is going to take their job is are people that have never seen or used a robot Okay. Um, because as soon as you use or see a robot, you realize this thing's not taking your job. It's actually doing you a favor. Like think about the think about in your kitchen, you have a dishwasher. That dishwasher is a robot. Does anyone afraid that the dishwashing machine was taking away their job? No. Everyone is very grateful the dishwashing machine exists because it washes their dishes. So you mustn't be afraid of the robots. You must embrace the robots, right? And you must embrace the idea of AI. AI is going to do the dumb tasks that we don't want to do that we shouldn't be doing much much better think about an atm yes right you still have tellers but they're doing much more important stuff like i need forex so i need to apply for this i need customer service yeah have to always give you yeah. cash yeah uh, and the whole idea is stupid it, right yeah and i mean you put people's lives at risk in a lot of ways because you know banks get robbed What do you care if a machine gets shot up? So this is not going to be an iRobot type situation. No, no, no. Not if so. There's the laws of Asimov's law of laws of robotics, where yeah. like you can't hurt people using robots, and robots can't. Uh, I don't remember themselves. them exactly, but there's, yeah. There's the order. There's three laws. You should Google it. They're very, very um, elegant. But Isaac Asimov. Laws, yeah. Yeah. So, it, look, general intelligence is going to make. Is going to is basically the end of of AI, right? Once you get general intelligence, you'll be able to your machine can exponentially get better all by itself. The next phase that I think that we're going to look for as humanity is we're going to try to fix aging and death, and I think that that's yeah. going to come from a biological revolution. I think the fifth industrial revolution is all going to be about biology. Mm. So 
nanotech will be able to fix cells or bones or things that are damaged in your body and you'll be able to grow and harvest cells and grow organs and you know you, you pretty much will solve death. doing that right you are and you aren't because you can't grow anything that works on the earth because of gravity that's why they're trying to make those those plants in space um and that's part of the fourth industrial revolution because in space space travel is, is what musk is doing right so if musk puts a factory in space growing organs then we can now fix death, right? We just need to fix the scale so that we can fix death at a large enough scale. Um, but humanity is going to want to solve death, right? We're all going to, always going to push towards that. What we're solving right now is inefficiency. There's a threshold that people have reached, right? And there's a threshold that we can't get any better. That's why the world is in a is in a recession right now because can't really innovation can't really help us and we're in the middle of a pandemic and everything's quite slowed down yeah that's what economics expects right yeah. economics forecast infinite growth and that's great it's nonsense i want you to say you're talking about neo-capitalism yes. economics is a second order effect of probably what innovation can do yes so it lags mm. so whatever innovation's doing then economies will follow because that's where the money flows that's to. where the money flows yeah to, yes. yeah it's the it's the resource of yes innovation, innovation comes first mm. yeah and then that's money why follows. we have to raise money to do new things and people are scared to do new things right because there's risk attached but yeah. you have to you have to know that basically your objective is to beat the clock right you need to do it faster innovation is about who gets it done first so you need resources to do so but basically knowledge exactly right exactly so if you if you get to it first and then you make a lot of money you grow the economy right that's pretty much what happens but now the problem is we've hit a threshold like computers are are getting much faster but not like the rate they were 10 years ago and a lot of technologies need to merge and amalgamate for us to get you know an evolution remember the iPhone is an amalgamation of technology at the time the next amalgamation the next massive product that's going to change the world is going to be part of this fourth industrial revolution and where AI is going to assist in that after that the fifth industrial revolution is all going to be about humanity like curing death and if we can stop death then i think that's what we're going to probably aim for in the next 100 years in 100 years from now i think that you can choose whether you want to die or not man yeah so guys there's much more important things happening in the world things that actually are going to make a good impression on our lives and and force good change in our lives and mm. i think it was great that the thank that, that you guys are on the show thank you for being on the show and i think it's that's why it's so important to understand these things because they are a huge part of our lives. No, Without be. these type of people, it's not there. Mm. So, if you want to understand a bit more about that, there's a book, it's called um 21 Lessons for the 21st Century and it's written it's by mm. Yoval Noah uh, Harari. I'm actually halfway done yeah. with it. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, I need to read um the other half. But I think I, I will after this episode. <laughs> the, the only way that you can ensure that your job won't be taken by a machine is that you must be better than the machine. So you must constantly improve yourself. Like and machines aren't that good. Like they are at certain things, but yeah. it's very easy to be better than. A hundred percent. Just put in the effort, yeah. and you'll be better than the machine. If you don't put in the effort, the machine will leapfrog you. Okay, guys, that's the perfect way to end. We're winning the war with the robots at this present moment in time. and the robots are only going to help us. Yeah. But anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you guys for being You're for welcome. being on the show. This was awesome. It's probably one of our best episodes yet. Oh really? Part 2. I reckon. That's cool. Part 2. Yeah, let's look forward to part 2. And stay well. I'm Kakhisa Robada Cam Scott. It's not 
couldn't make this one. I'm sure he'll he'll make the second. You'll make one. part two. Yeah. And uh, stay well, and be blessed. Thank you.